Hello everybody and welcome back to I Hate the IWC, a solo wrestling podcast where we look at upcoming topics and debates in the wrestling world, as well as the old retro thing thrown in there every now and then, and we debate it. We talk about pros of something happening, cons of something happening, I'll give my opinion at the end, but the main point is to allow you to form your own opinion as well. Today we're going to be looking forward to the next WWE show, which is Clash at the Castle in Cardiff. And we're going to be looking at the main event, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. And we're going to decide whether Drew McIntyre should be the one to finally end this incredible reign at the top that Roman's had for the last couple of years. We're going to talk about reasons why Drew should dethrone him, reasons why Roman should retain... And of course, as I've already said, I'll give my opinion, but it's all about you guys deciding who you want to support and not being forced to have an opinion by the incredibly toxic IWC, which is unfortunately, as we know, what normally happens. So before we get into this discussion, just one thing quickly, if you haven't already, please do follow the podcast Twitter account. It's in the description of wherever you're listening to this one. It's called at I hate the IWC. Pretty easy to remember. It's the same name exactly as the podcast, but it's the best place to get uh, notifications uh, to be told when episodes are coming out and to have your say on what content we make and to sometimes be featured. Sometimes I'll ask people their opinions and I'll give you a little shout out if I include yours in an episode. But also I put out polls. So recently I put out a little poll. I put in a few different episode titles and asked my followers to vote on which one they'd like to hear the most of the podcast. And this exact one, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns, who should win, came out on top, which is why I'm doing this episode. So if you'd like to have a little bit of a say on what the content is, please go and drop it a follow. We're nearly at 100 followers already. We're fastly approaching it, and the account hasn't even been active for two weeks. So we're getting there. We're growing, which is great to see. What we did, which was the first proper podcast episode, I spoke about whether or not AEW should do a brand split. I'd highly recommend it if you haven't seen it already. I mentioned about like a schedule and said that we're not really trying to do a bang on, okay, we'll upload every single Friday weekly at this time. Because, unfortunately, I don't do podcasting full-time. I'd love to, but I don't, so I have to sort of work my schedule and fit in recording episodes and editing and uploading them whenever I can. But I said that we try and do about weekly, but obviously you can't do it bang on every time, and it's been about 10 days since that episode went out. So I thought I'd just come on here and clarify it a little bit. As always, as I already said, the Twitter account is the best way to know when an episode's gone out so you don't miss it, but to give you a bit more of a time scale, I'd say the absolute shortest amount of time between episodes would be four days. I think I'd leave it at least four days to, you know, let the first episode that's gone out breathe and, you know, let people listen to that one in their own time before putting another episode out there, unless there is, like, complete breaking news that I think we just have to get something out there and talk about it, but normally it'll be a good few days between I'd say the absolute most amount of time I'd leave it between episodes would be two weeks. That would be if I was really, really struggling, if I just had a packed schedule and didn't get a chance to record, but that would be worst case scenario. I would say anywhere from a week to 10 days would be sort of average between episodes. Now, if you've listened to the trailer or the top of the podcast, you'll hear, I do mention that normally we're going to talk about current stuff and breaking news and stuff that's upcoming in AEW and WWE, etc. But occasionally we'll throw in the old retro thing. We'll talk about something that's already happened. We'll say, you know, was it good? Was it bad? I'll give my opinion. The reasoning behind that is because sometimes, unfortunately, I just won't be able to record an episode for ages. So I basically want to have a backlog of episodes that are about retro stuff because they can be posted whenever. It doesn't really matter in terms of a time scale. 
And, you know, if I get a week where I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have time to record an episode, I can just post a retro one. And it doesn't matter. And hopefully people will enjoy it. So that is a big one. Please let me know. Retro ideas. Talk about old pay-per-views, you know, maybe really bad ones. And I'll try and give an argument for why they might be good. Maybe talk about, you know, tell me your favourite matches, your least favourite matches, stuff like that. You know, stuff about the Attitude Era, stuff that's already happened that we can chat about and they can go out at any time. But without further ado, that's all the admin out of the way. Let's get into this episode properly and talk about Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. So before we go any further, I feel like I need to give a little bit of personal context before going into this discussion. Now, as I'm sure everybody can tell... I am from the UK, so obviously I have a little bit of bias going into this match, which is fair. You know, everyone has favourites. Again, this is an unbiased podcast, but the point of it is not necessarily to say that you can't have a favourite wrestler or a favourite show. It's to make sure that you actually do feel that way and that you're not just being forced by one of these big wrestling Twitter accounts to feel that way because you feel stupid if you feel the other way. No, you're supposed to be a wrestling fan, and wrestling fans will support certain wrestlers more than they'll support other ones, etc. So obviously I have a little bit of bias towards Drew McIntyre. Now the other thing, which is a big one, and this isn't me trying to do some sort of flex or anything, but this is going to be my first ever proper WWE show that I'm going to. Uh, I've been to two house shows before, one about 10 years ago in Manchester. I can't remember any matches specifically on the card. I remember Randy Orton wrestled, Big Show, Kane... Kelly Kelly, it was those sorts of people. So that would, I reckon it was about 2011 maybe, if I had to put a guess. It was about 10 years ago. The other one was in 2018. I went to a house show in Liverpool not long after WrestleMania. Uh, the main event was AJ Styles versus Nakamura for the WWE title, which I was so excited for as an individual match. But then a load of people came out and interrupted it and it ended up being Nakamura and the Bar versus the club, which was okay, but I'd have probably rather seen the singles match to be honest. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm going off on one there. So this is my first proper WWE show. The first one I'll be able to watch back on the network to be able to tell people, oh, I was there in, you know, 10 years or something like that. So for that reason, I'm massively excited and knew I wanted to talk about this. Um, but to be honest, I think when it was announced, I wasn't that excited because I was, you know, I like WWE, but I was a little bit out of it at the time. Um, And I think most people would have, you know, they probably weren't that bothered. They probably thought this would be a bit of like a glorified house show, you know, just make the UK fans happy because they haven't had a show for a long time. But as we've got closer, this has become a very, very big deal. Not only because this is the first show that Triple H has fully booked from start to finish. Obviously, SummerSlam was the first official premium live event of the Triple H era. But half the card, more than half the card actually, was already in place. So there was only so much that he could actually do with it. This is the first one where, under his management, every single match has been booked the way it is. So, I think for that reason, the eyes of the wrestling world is on this show. The expectations are incredibly high. The other reason, though, and why we're debating this, for me, this is the first time since last year's WrestleMania where I think there is actually a chance that Roman could lose the belts. So obviously last year's WrestleMania was the triple threat, Edge versus Daniel Bryan versus Roman. And I think there, because you could get away with Roman not being pinned, and because there was the story with Edge and with Daniel Bryan, you know, that you could argue reasons why both of them should have won the belt, it felt like there was actually some jeopardy. This is the first time, I think, since then that you've got that same feeling. There are arguments for McIntyre. Now people will say, you know, it's WWE. 
there's every chance Brock could have won the belts. There's every chance Theory could have cashed in by now. You know, anything can happen in wrestling. But personally, I haven't bought into any other challenger since. I just always felt going into matches that Roman had retained. I just felt that they didn't know where they were going and they didn't want to waste Roman losing the belt on someone that they hadn't thought through properly. Now it's different, though. So that's why I really wanted to debate this. Obviously, personal reasons, because I'm so excited for the show, but because I think there are genuine sides. Now, when I was making notes for this, I've got three reasons why I think Drew should win the belt and two reasons why I think he shouldn't. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm I'm going to turn around and say that he should for sure at the end of the show. You know, sometimes I will have maybe four reasons why something should happen and one reason why it shouldn't. But the reason why it shouldn't happen is so strong that that's the way I go. You know, sometimes, you know, there'll be more reasons than other, but there'll be stronger arguments than others. But that's just what I've come out thinking. But please do let me know if you've got other reasons for or against i'll always be open on here i'm not the best for keeping up with smackdown and raw i normally watch highlights it's rare that i watch them through all the way i want to start changing that now that i'm doing a podcast about it because i feel i have a bit of a duty to but i'm not always the greatest so there's every chance that i've missed a couple of things in the story but i doubt it i think most of my reasons to argue this don't actually it does it doesn't have anything to do with the build it has to do with the event itself so without further ado, I mean, we're coming up to nine and a half minutes of the podcast. I'm not even given any reasons. Yes, I do love a ramble. Again, give me feedback. If you don't like the rambling, please let me know. But when I listen to podcasts, I like hearing people ramble. So that's why I've always done it. So let's start off with the pros then. The big one. It is a UK pay-per-view. The first one in decades. It's the biggest show, I would argue, you know, in the UK in my lifetime. I was born in 2001. It's the biggest of the 2000s. It's the biggest for a very, very long time. Probably the biggest since we had SummerSlam at Wembley with, you know, like the British Bulldog and everything. Like, this is huge. You know, wrestling fans in the UK, we've not had a lot. We've not had a lot to cheer for. You know, there's never been an English WWE champion. We've never had a WrestleMania. We've never had an AEW show. As I said, you know, it's been, what, nearly 20 years since a pay-per-view in, the, in WWE's been over here. And to be fair... Obviously, I'm biased, but I think British crowds are great. We love wrestling. You know, not many of us probably watch it. I've not really got any friends over here who like wrestling. It's not very popular, but the ones who do are great. And obviously, we have that football culture or soccer culture, 21, not from here, where our fans are just mental. We'll get up for anything. You know, we'll give you an atmosphere. We just love to be involved. We love to be included. You know, we want to... You know, some some people will say that we're bad fans because we try and take over the show. We just try and make it entertaining. We try and give, you know, an atmosphere. The worst thing for wrestlers in a ring is to feel like the fans don't care, like they're just bored. Whereas wrestling fans, you know, in the UK, we'll just have fun. We'll make fun, however, and we'll make sure that the wrestlers know that we're involved in the show. So that's that's obviously, like, you know, the first one. It's It's a UK show, and in terms of why Drew should beat Roman, I feel like that's fairly obvious drew is british um obviously the show's in wales and he's scottish so it's not like it's not a perfect match but of all the british people in wwe drew is the one you would have obviously chosen to to main event the show and who actually has a chance of winning the belts but you see going into this no matter and, and this is where i think maybe my opinion's going to get swayed i could sit here right now and say that i want roman to retain because i, I do love roman roman's great but when I get in that stadium and it's packed out with thousands of British wrestling fans, there is no way by the time the main event doesn't come around that I won't be Team McIntyre. He's going in as the babyface. He's our boy. 
that crowd is going to be electric for Drew. And if they tell the story of the match right, it'll be like Tyler Bate versus Walter in Cardiff. That's exactly what it'll be like. Nobody going into the match believed Tyler Bate would win. But by the end of the match, the crowd was so into Bate, you just got that little bit of hope. You know, you never truly believed it had happened, but the crowd was so into Tyler Bate and it just brought the match up so much. That's what will happen. This crowd is going to be electric for Drew. The place is going to explode if he wins. And it'll be that moment. It'll be that moment that you'll remember the pay-per-view by forever. And if they do it, you know, I genuinely believe they'll try and bring a show to the UK most years because it'll be so special. You know, you'll, you probably won't be able to recreate the first one, but God, it'll just explode if he wins. So that, that that's the first one. You know, obviously you can't always book wrestling based on hometown heroes. And that's where I am being biased because yes, this is, you know, he's our hometown hero, but when you've starved a place of wrestling for so long and you finally give them a show, it's never going to be a bad idea to give them that moment. Give them a reason to want to come back here. So that, I think, is the absolute strongest. Secondly to that, Drew never got a proper chance as WWE Champion the first time round. Now, if I'm being completely honest, I wasn't a big fan of either of his runs so far. I just wasn't that into it. At that time, I was falling out of love with WWE. I was still so mad with them about the whole Fiend stuff. And then COVID hit. And, you know, everything was rushed. It was before the Thunderdome. So it was inside that weird performance center thing, like with no one there. And it just felt empty. And let me just get this clear. This was not Drew's fault. But it, was a, it wasn't a good run. The whole Randy Orton stuff I didn't really enjoy. He just never got the opportunity. You know, he got his moment at the Rumble winning that. That was incredible. But he deserved that moment at Mania where he slayed Brock in front of a crowd. And he didn't get it. But this, this would be that times two. This would be so special. And, you know, he's worked so hard to get here. And, you know, wrestling is about moments. You look at some of the best moments in wrestling over the last sort of few years. You know, Daniel Bryan getting to the top. Kofi getting to the top. Bianca Belair getting to the top. This is Drew's crowning moment that he should have had two years ago, and you can give it to him now. And because of where it is, it will feel just as special, if not more. Anywhere else, and it wouldn't, because, you know, it's his third time winning the belt. He's already done it. But do it in the UK in front of a raucous crowd. You will not regret it. So the third argument then, and this is, I think, another massive one, but looking at it from the other perspective, Roman's run's just become a little bit stale now. And and that's been the case for quite a long time, but it's almost felt like you didn't have the guy there to beat him. So you might as well keep the belts on him because you don't want to waste this opportunity. So whoever beats Roman is going to feel like a megastar because Roman's been booked so strong for such a long time. You have to get it right. That's why everyone was so desperate. Don't let Brock be the one. You know, it wasn't necessarily that Brock's a bad guy. Brock's an awesome wrestler. But don't waste this opportunity on Brock, who doesn't need the win. But you have got to a point now where it's like, we're going into another consecutive WrestleMania if Roman retains now, where he's probably going to be the champion. Give us something different. But also, Roman's got to a point now, he doesn't need the belts for a long time. He's hit that John Cena level for me. You know, know, not John Cena in terms of like mainstream, but in terms of within WWE. He feels like such a big star. It doesn't matter. You know, you go into WrestleMania now. The only major match currently you could book is Roman Reigns defending the belts. You take the belts off Roman Reigns, then you can book a world title match that feels huge 
and a Roman match for no belts that also f- feels huge. You know, you don't need to just have Roman in the main event every year. You can have Roman main event night one and a world title match main event night two. Obviously, you know, really you want to have a women's match main event one and a you know a men's one main event the other. But you, you know, you know my point. You know, Roman can have a non-title match now and it will feel huge. So get those belts off him. And if you don't do it here, I mean, look. Maybe it should have been, ha- you know, I'm going to go into a con about, you know, maybe it should be a big pay-per-view. Spoiler alert. I've already spoiled it now. I'm going to go into that in a minute, but this is a big pay-per-view for us. And I don't know how other people feel about it, but as I said before, the fact that it's Triple H's first major show kind of makes it a big show for everyone. It was just a big show for UK fans, but now it's got that global appeal. And this would be an absolutely massive statement with the world watching to take the belts off Roman and to tell a new story going into Mania. And there are a whole load of opponents then who you can have fight Roman. And it becomes a little bit more of a debate as to who will win. Because right now you don't feel like anyone will beat Roman because he's got the belts and you're not going to take them off him. But if it's just Roman on his own, maybe it becomes a little bit more 50-50. You know, you've got people you could bring back like Cena. There's always going to be the debate about The Rock. I would much rather see The Rock versus Roman Reigns for no titles and have it about, you know, who is the head of the family, the head of the table. Have it for pride, because then there is actually an argument for The Rock winning. I don't think he should, but there is an argument. You know, don't dent The Rock's legacy. You know, have him put Roman in his place, then you tell a redemption story with Roman. But if it's for the belts, then Roman's just going to win because you're not going to bring the Rock back and get him to hold the belts. You know he's got a busy schedule. He'll be you know back for one match and then done. So it brings in more of a debate. It makes it a little bit harder to predict. So that's my reasons for why I think Drew should win. Let's go on to reasons why he shouldn't. So as I said, I've only got the two reasons for why it shouldn't happen. So let me get into the one that I slightly spoiled before anyway. So I guess, given how good Roman's run has been, even if you think it's stale now, it's certainly been impressive. I don't think anyone thought when he suddenly reappeared at SummerSlam back in 2020 that he'd still be the champion now and that he'd have unified the belts. I mean, it is quite incredible, really. Maybe he should just be beaten at a big pay-per-view, a SummerSlam or a WrestleMania. You know, it's hard for me because my vision's clouded. And, you know, sometimes it's not about you know, trying to not be biased. It's about trying to be honest. Of course I'm biased for this show. It's a show I'm going to. It's a show from my, you know, home country. It's very special to me. So in my opinion, something big should happen. But I've got to be able to see that for other people, it's just a pay-per-view. In fact, it's a pay-per-view that's on at a different time that will have a bit of a house show feel to it. You know, oh, the hometown guys are going to get big pops and some big wins and, and all of that stuff. Maybe it's not the one, you know, I I can definitely see the argument, you know, you've come this far, have someone beat him at WrestleMania, you know, what I, what I will say, the, the, the counter argument to that is I don't really know how you get out of this, I feel like the crowd will go home a bit flat if you just have Drew lose, I don't want to see a screwy finish because I've waited so long for this pay-per-view to come here and that would just... It's not the way to start the Triple H era with a screwy finish because for all those people who have come back to WWE to give them a second chance, one of the main reasons they probably left is because you couldn't watch an episode of Raw or SmackDown without every other finish being screwy. Now, say the Usos try and get involved or something, that's a little bit different because 
that's a part of Roman's character now. But, you know, having something just ridiculous happen, like, you know, like when he beat Balor and it was all like the, the weird stuff going on. Nah, don't be doing anything like that. The other one, dodge the theory stuff. I don't want to see a theory cash in. Now, I am definitely going to do a video soon. Uh, sorry, a podcast talking about theory, whether he should win, whether he shouldn't. Because it is an interesting discussion that I think has definitely become more interesting with Triple H. Because obviously Triple H has a good reputation when it comes to putting over new talent and bringing up baby faces to feel like they finally deserve their moment. You know, he did it with Sami Zayn. He did it with Johnny Gargano, um, who's back, by the way, which is exciting. I can't wait to also do a video on that at, at some point and talking about whether he made the right decision or not. Uh, you know, should he have gone to AEW? Let me know if you'd like to hear that one. But yeah, uh, whatever happens, now's not the time for Theory to, to cash in. Let's just put it that way. Um, unless, unless you know, maybe your Theory sort of come down and it distracts Roman and that's how Drew beats him. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm sort of fancy booking there. But I don't want to see Theory cash in and win on this show. That's for sure. But yeah, so, so that is my point. There is an argument that he should be beaten at WrestleMania or SummerSlam. But that's why I kind of want your guys' feedback. Because as I said, for me, this is the biggest WWE show in ages. But that's because I have bias towards it. Let me know. If you're, you know, someone who's not from the UK, please do tweet me, message me. How big does this show feel to you? Does it feel special? Do you really care about it? Let me know because I think that has, you know, that will weigh in massively on what they should do. The second reason, and this is more difficult, maybe Drew isn't the guy. What you don't want to do is give Drew the win just for the moment. Moments are fantastic, but, you know, you take, for example, Kofi. Nobody would ever take back the fact that Kofi won the WWE title and the way he did it was so special, and for so many reasons it was important that it happened. But it was obviously done for the moment. They didn't have a plan for him after. He didn't have a good WWE title run. And as, you know, yeah, the Kofi moment should have happened, but looking at the state WWE is in now and the fact that this is the time they need to push on and be better... You can't afford to then have a bad run with Drew, even if you've got a good moment out of it. This needs to kick on, carry you into WrestleMania, give you a great WrestleMania main event, and then bang, everyone's happy. Is Drew that guy? Well, as I said before, the evidence wasn't there from his first two WWE title runs. I didn't personally enjoy them, but he wasn't given a proper chance. So again, that's a, it's a difficult one. What I would say... There are people I'd rather see dethrone Roman. No doubt about it. Rollins, Riddle would be up there. You know, Gunther, I'd love to see him do it. That'd be incredible. Can you imagine that mania? That'd be unbelievable. There are people I'd rather see win the belt. You know, people who haven't had a chance at all. McIntyre's chance was sort of taken away from him by the pandemic, but he did have a chance. There are people who have never had that opportunity who I'd probably rather see be the ones to do it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that Drew shouldn't. It just means that WWE have an incredible pool of talent who I am now very interested in seeing what happens leading into you know the first WrestleMania of the new era. Uh, you know, and, and then that's, that's a good thing. I could probably name 10 people who I wouldn't mind seeing win the belt. Drew probably isn't in my top three. But that doesn't mean that he shouldn't. So I hope you can understand sort of what I mean by that. You know, there are people I'd rather see win it. And that's probably why it is a negative. Like, you know, who does Drew fight at WrestleMania? 
what's the story there? I don't know where you go. I don't really want to see Roman versus Drew sort of continuously dragged out. I guess maybe put over somebody new in the Rumble who fights Drew. There are ways you can do it. But I I 100% see why people would be like, nah, we've not waited this long for Drew to be the one to beat Roman. I, I get that. I get that. But anyway, we're on to that point where I give my opinion. And I feel like I always, you know, I've tried to be unbiased, but I think it's very obvious. I think Drew should win. I think he should. I think it is a big enough show because of the context of it. It'd be a fantastic moment. And it's time to move away from Roman. It's time to give us, you know, a different story with Roman. You know, talk about, you know, a lot of people have said that his character won't work without the belts. Well, let's see. Let's put him under pressure because I think he's been doing fantastic work. I think he'd adapt, but I think he'd have to change the character, which would make it so much more interesting. You know, we've barely seen this Roman sort of chasing. You know, he came back and seven days later, he won the belt. He literally made one appearance on SmackDown without the belts. He then won the Universal title. He's been a champion ever since. We've not seen this Roman, so we can't necessarily say, you know, he wouldn't work without the belts because we've not seen it. So I'd love to see it, and yeah, it is it is biased because I'm at the show, but I would love to see Drew win it. I think it'd be such an incredible moment. But yeah, as I said, I've tried to give arguments. Please let me know. If you're a UK fan, are you going? And therefore, do you agree with me because of that? But I'm I'm so interested to know. Those of you who are from overseas, I saw we got a couple of views in Belgium on the first episode, got a few in America. Let me know. Because you've not got that bias, do you care? Do you, or do you just think, you know, you know, give the wrestling fans over here their moment. Let them be happy. Let me know. As I said, please do always follow the podcast, share it, you know, go back and listen to the first episode. If you missed it, follow the Twitter accounts. But thank you so much if you've listened so far. Let's hope it's a great show and I will catch you guys in the next week or so with another episode. Goodbye.